I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Jetpacks are overrated. Welcome to Jetpacks Are Overrated. I'm Seamus Byrne. This week, we're having a chat with the Chief Product Officer from Okta, the identity and security company. And we're talking basically about the big picture of uh, digital identity and the increasing role that it's having in all of our lives, uh, particularly off the back of a year when we were all working from home and that actually we lived more digital lives than ever. Uh, so this past week, uh, Okta's annual event, Octane, uh, took place and they made a whole bunch of announcements. Uh, Dia talks a little bit about that during the conversation. But I decided to kick things off by sort of looking for her big picture thoughts on being the chief product officer at a company like Okta. Uh, what does it mean for her to, and what are the big challenges that she sees in the whole question of digital identity and how big a role that has in our lives? So here's my conversation with Dia Jolly, chief product officer from Okta. So digital identity, if you think about, I mean, here's the way I think about it. I've been in product for the last 20 years or so. I've built um, all sorts of products, whether that's consumer, B2B, ads, hardware, software, so span the gamut. And really, the one thing that has become very clear is that today, whether you look at cloud, social, mobile, IoT, everything is moving to um, personalized products and services. That's how, how, that's how products and services are distinguishing themselves. That's how they're providing value, right? So really, you cannot do that without identity at its core, Right. Um, and th that's why the importance of identity um, in technology has skyrocketed and the importance of um, organizations being able to use identity to interact with their customers to, for their employees to access um, uh, different applications has increased dramatically. And it's harder than it looks. Um, it's actually harder than it looks because a identity uh, needs to be pervasive across all your different types of applications, all your different types of devices, um, all your backend systems, uh, because different backend systems come together to, to, to be able to build a experience, whether it's for your employee or for your customers. Um, all uh, different channels, pre-sales, post-sales, during the sale, sales process, during the discovery process. So it's actually harder than it looks. And our goal is, at, is to uh, be able to make this easier and seamless with a set of uh, services for organizations so that they can actually provide 
frictionless identity experiences, secure authentication, um, the, the, the right to privacy for their customers. Mm. And it, it feels like it's one of these areas of technology where, for the most part, the average user has at least tried to ignore it and pretend it's not a thing they have to worry about. But it does seem like more and more people are realizing, oh, actually, how I identify myself through a digital service is kind of critical to to the trust relationship. And, you know, so I guess given that, you know, Okta very much started, you know, I, I was a user some years back when I worked for your know, major outlet and and that was the first time that I saw like oh we've got to go through this portal to get logged in and all this sort of stuff and it was sort of you know the start of this idea of going okay there's a third party that isn't just my details helping me to log in um, but now it sort of feels like it's filtering out of that corporate you know the hardcore corporate world and now everybody's starting to realize the importance of this so you know how do you you know as a you know chief product officer at Okta work out how that relationship changes now that everybody is starting to pay attention and everybody's starting to think um you know which service should I use and how do I make this stuff work as efficiently as possible yeah that that's actually a really good question um, so if you think about identity, um, people, uh, companies are getting breached every day, right? Yeah. And, and the thing that is the most, uh, one of the most vulnerable points are our users' credentials, right? Um, and so really, the, if you think about the goal as being providing a secure way for people to be able to access the, 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 their digital products and services, that's really how you should think of Okta. If you go to um, uh, an airline site part by us, if you go to a bank part by us, right, uh, using our identity solution, uh, from a consumer perspective, that should give you, or a customer perspective, definitely from an employee perspective, but, but like you said, but now also from a customer perspective, that should give you um, the, 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 the understanding that there is a service that stands behind this Okta that is actually knows how to do identity, knows how to protect identity, um, and, and is powering it in a way where your identity is, is, is safe. Yeah. And do you feel like this actually starts to make it important for, you know, Okta to become a recognized brand in a sense? Yeah, because, again, for a long time, it seemed like it was, you know, it was just a tool that you were told you had to use. Whereas more and more, it's like each user almost feels like they want to feel a sense of, okay, I know what that is. And I know I can trust that because I've heard of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, I think, I think we're there. I think we've been there for a little bit, yeah, to be true. honest. And, yeah. and the reason is because if you use it at your work and you think your work trusts you yeah. and then you yeah. see it in your personal life, you know, it's, it's, it's enterprise grade, right? It's <laughs> yeah. not, it's, it's something that like the largest enterprises in the world are trusting to say, to, to secure their most not just their applications, but their but their most uh, their infrastructure, their data, right? Um, so I think from that perspective, um, we do have the brand recognition, um, and I do think that that does help us um, uh, in in many ways. Yeah. Um, over the last year, you know, here in Australia, we've been very lucky where we've you know, been able to sort of be a lot more open than a lot of countries because we've managed to keep quite a good lid on the spread of COVID. Um, but one of the things that was introduced was, you know, using QR codes to kind of scan in and out of venues. 
at first it just meant there were a million and one completely unregulated QR codes floating around, which I know in my head was immediately like, security nightmare, what's going on? Um, but then, you know, the different states started to try to introduce, you know, uh, standards, I guess, in that sort of brand context, you know, like the different uh, state governments sort of, you know, in different parts decided to say, well, we're going to create an official code that you use everywhere. You know, I don't know, are there other things you've sort of seen through that practical aspect of, you know, of not just, I guess, identity, but, you know, but I guess that sense of, um, yeah, being known and being able to sort of trust different environments, you know, that, that that has been a part of of this growing sense of even then, you know, completely into the pure digital world, um, that back and forth, you know, that and have you seen that sort of more broadly, you know, within Okta's kind of context of how people have been reacting to to this past year? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think that you see it in different ways. I don't know if, we, if we've seen it necessarily just as a QR code, yeah. but what you see it as is trying to build a holistic uh, understanding of who the user is based on multiple different things, right? Whether it's uh, what you're logging in with, the device you're logging into, the, the security posture of the device you're logging into, um, the IP you're logging in with. So more and more, uh, I think uh, people are moving away from just passwords being that thing that secures you or even any one credential, like in your case, a QR code. And they're looking at more signals to say, look, um, is this really the person that that uh, we think it should be? That's number one. And then people are also and this is where you have to decide. In some cases, there's a benefit to this. And in some cases, there isn't a benefit to this. Um, people are also doing things like um, for the more high value transactions or the more secure transactions, um, they're also putting a layer of second factor. I did not see so many people put second factor or ask for second factor on consumer applications pre-COVID. Um, but overall, I think this is why when you think about identity and you think about how Okta has been evolving our platform, this bringing together of like multiple signals to determine your identity so that it's not just your password or your username, as well as having multiple different layers to authorizing who you are and like validating who you are, I think has been a key part part of what we're building. So so it's kind of nice to see the world move in that direction as well. Yeah. Um, look, this is totally a question without notice. And so it might just be a, you can't answer it right now, but um just looking at the whole kind of COVID passport discussion out there and, again, a million and one different suggestions for how we might solve for that idea. But do you feel like digital identity actually, you know, and doing digital identity in a way that means someone feels like they're not just having to sort of, you know, give up some very private information to whether it is their own government, whatever it might be. Um, you know, do you think there's a role to play for companies like yourselves in trying to work out how do you standardize that across the whole world so that people could you know, be able to cross borders um, you know, and know that the place they're going to recognizes the same tool that they've been given to, you know, to create this kind of digital passport? Yeah, no, this is, um, you're talking about something that I am very passionate about. And I think all of Okta is very passionate about. If you look at the physical world, you still have your passport, you have your driver's license, there is, there are maybe two or three ways in which you identify yourself. If you go digitally, um, it's all fragmented, there's no one digital identity. So over time, this concept of a digital identity that is your digital passport. And it's funny you use that word because I use that word all the time, which is where your digital passport. Um, 
is is something that I think the industry will move towards and something we are striving towards. Um, and actually, if you look at my day three octane keynote, there's, it, it's about how you can take the steps to get there. Right. Um, so I think the world will move in that direction. I think a couple of things. One is that I don't think it any one company or product or service will hold all of your identity. And what do I mean by that? An identity is not just your name. Um, your, an identity is so many different things about you, where you live, um, uh, uh, your date of birth, even like what you like. And I think yeah. different, that's going to be super decentralized. And really, there will be a couple of platforms that tie it together uh, to bring your whole identity together and we'll be able to de- uh, tie that decentralized view of you or whatever the view that, that is needed at that time. But we'll never hold it. So that's one thing. And I think there are many companies that are, I think it's still a little bit early. There's been a lot of talk about like digital COVID, COVID vaccine stance elections. And I think yeah. that's what will first happen, this notion of like a continuous identity. And then it'll move to, to, to more uh, decentralized and, and, and um, uh, uh, more decentralized identity. I think the other thing is, if you think about what Okta is building, really, we're building many of these pieces. We're building um, uh, our universal directory uh, is able to store your profile and uh, attributes against your profile, right? Uh, we're building the ability for us to be able to call any system. Or we have the ability for us to call any system and using our identity, be able to set off automated processes, right? So we can link multiple tools with mul- that have parts of your identity. Um, what device you use is an important part of you, as we talked about, and we're developing a, a device platform that allows us to be able to say, well, this was this was Dia's device, right? So I know that uh, this is her cell phone. I know it's calling from her uh, home uh, or she's accessing it from her home. Um, I know the way, uh, um, I, I know she's, uh, every day she, she checks her email at this time. So I know this, this authentication uh, is secure, but that can also translate into, I know this person's identity in a, in a much better way. So there are lots of these p- p- uh, pieces that we're building that is really um, super interesting. And then, the last thing I'd say is um, on this. See, I told you if you get me started on this. Yeah, no, this is great. Uh, I love it. <laughs> the uh, the um, um, it's not just about what we build or one person builds um, or one company builds. It's about how do you actually provide the people that are building these applications that need your identity, right? The developers that are building the application that need your identity. How do you provide them the right tools to be able to use uh, your identity to be not just be able to allow you to log in, but throughout their application development lifecycle, how do you let them um, seamlessly flow that identity through uh, the customer's journey and the application development lifecycle process and speed up the application development lifecycle process? Mm. I mean, there's so much, yeah, wrapped up in this. I'm, yeah, I'm quite excited to go down this rabbit hole a little bit because I think a lot of people think as well that once you open the door to an application, then you you kind of have to give it everything. Whereas clearly, a really sort of advanced identity system is is able to either you know give access to something for a limited time or to you know just kind of flash the green or the, or the red light to to say you know yes. The thing that you're looking for exists, but we don't have to give you, you know, the full set of data. We just have to sort of give you that point of trust to say, you know, all systems go, this is who they say they are, but we don't have to show you, you know, every other 
piece of information that's attached to their identity. Um, so, you know, are you able to kind of explain or how do you explain to people that sense of how identity doesn't kind of necessarily mean handing over, you know, the information that somebody uh, needs or, you know, or doesn't want to give up, but they just want to be able to say, I am who I say I am. Yeah, I think it, uh, um, oops, sorry. I think it comes down to um, establishing a common set of standards in the industry, right? Um, so that you can have this exchange. Um, and it, and, and I think, uh, really, the crux of this is how do you how do you establish the common set of uh, uh, set of standards as well as um, be able to get enough people on that standard so that you can give that promise to the promise to the user. Yeah. Today, the yeah. problem is there is no way to give that promise to the user. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And look, I feel like there's a lot of people. You know, we've had sort of you know the another announcement in recent days on you know, half a billion sort of account details being exposed from Facebook. I feel like there is definitely an issue for the average user on feeling kind of, you know, burned over the years by different ways. They've been, you know, told, set things up here, it's fine, it's all secure. And then they sort of discover oh, it's like leaked all over the internet. Um, you know, is there an element there of, of rebuilding trust and that actually this kind of third-party trust ecosystem is a good way to do that rather than saying you have to put your trust into each thing you've signed up for? Yeah, I think, look, I think there are two things, right? So, so, so one is, um, so far that the identities or, or so far the companies that have tried to build this identity layer across the, the net where you can, use their identity to log into other places they, they've their businesses um are built on um in all honesty being able to utilize that data yeah right and so the first thing you need to do and 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 i'll be honest this is what was super attractive to me about octa when i joined is you need to be neutral from that yeah. like we don't we don't need your like we don't do anything with the data uh, with your identity or your data right it's for you to log in yeah um, so I think that is a prerequisite, which is you can't have a business model t- tied to the data behind your identity. Right? It's the old who is the uh, customer question, right? <laughs> who is the customer and like what is the what is the incentive model, right? Yeah. So I think that's one thing. I think once you provide that, then the like the ways you log into other. Uh, I mean, we, we do this today, right? Like you can. You can use Okta to log into um, into any of your uh, SaaS applications, and just as easily, you should be able to use Okta to log into your um, any of your uh, consumer applications. We haven't built that piece, but but that is something that's definitely we're thinking about deeply. Uh, but it should just be like that. But I think that isn't the hard part. I think the hard part is what is the incentive of the person or, or the company building that. Yeah. 
Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. I also, I find it quite pleasing that I guess, you know, I'm having a conversation with you today where I haven't just started with the whole, how are we dealing with passwords? That that we're on to almost the next discussion of this, you know, yep, you know, that's still a big issue. It's still kind of part of this whole journey, but that that the core of the discussion is now about the challenge of identity rather than, you know, when I, when do I get to forget about my passwords? <laughs> it's like, we're, you know, we're in a good place with getting there, but that actually there's much bigger kind of deeper things that we can sink our teeth into now. That, that For you sort of there is that sort of, you know, again, is that, I guess, as you were just sort of talking about the things that attracted you to Okta is, is it those sort of deeper discussions that, that gets you up every day? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, look, we're mostly, we're 80% of the, there, uh, of the way there with the passwordless journey, right? I, I don't remember between my Mac and my iPhone and, and Okta, like when I used passwords last. It's probably when I was setting my new Mac up or something like that. Um, so I think we're 80% of the way there. You're absolutely correct. And I think the idea now is twofold. One is how do we build a solution uh, or how do we build a platform um, that is future-proofed uh, in terms of being able to provide the companies we work with a, a, an identity foundation that they can build applications on, that they can um, use to secure their customers uh, in a meaningful way. And then the next is, as you're saying, moving from there, how do we start solving broader identity challenges? Because the first part is required, like I said, for us, for us to have the right incentives, that first part is required and you have to clean up the first part. And then moving on to, um, how can we solve the broader identity challenges, like you're saying, from a from a user perspective on the uh, 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 across the board, by being able to be the the platform that powers um, most of the digital products and services that run identity. So around sort of the you know the event that's taking place uh, virtually again this year, you know, what for you uh, is exciting you, I guess, about you know the the year ahead uh, at Okta. Well, this is going to be a great year for Okta. That's a great question. We're launching a bunch of very innovative things. I think um, a lot of our focus, as, I, as I've said, um, is in deepening this platform that we have, identity platform that we have uh, from a developer perspective. So, um, uh, so that developers can actually use identity to uh, build applications, right? Uh, and they can do it, uh, they can get up and running and they can deploy their applications faster. So we're, we're basically... Um, focused on three things there. Uh, number one, we're focused on um, building this exciting a new developer, free developer offer, offering called our developer edition and reimagining what our developer platform looks like. And what this free offering does is you get um, 15,000 monthly active users uh, as a developer and you get to trial 
any of Okta's features, give or take. So you can now actually get up and running prototyping, building smaller applications, get familiar with Okta, get familiar with identity um, and, and do pretty cool things. 15,000 uh, monthly active users is a, is a lot. Um, so that's one. Something to uh, build on, absolutely, thing, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, the, the second thing is um, we've actually... We've actually made it uh, much easier for developers um, to be able to use identity in our tools. So we have uh, updated SDKs update, um, across multiple languages, updated support, um, a guided onboarding flow, um, um, a, as well as a bunch of uh, different uh, tools that they can use, as well as support um, on um, uh, um GitHub Stack Overflow, where these developers naturally go. Yeah. Um, la, uh, uh, the, the third thing that we've done is we've actually um, uh, integrated, pre-integrated with the common tools these developers use, uh, like um, Terraform, Heroku, um, JHipster, etc. Um, and we we're pre-integrated there, so developers can get up and running quickly. So that's one. Yeah. I think the second thing we've done is we've actually um, so, so that's one bucket of stuff. The, yeah. the second bucket of stuff uh, happens to be, if you think about a customer journey, um, there's so many different backend systems that that uh, you need to interact with to actually make a customer journey come to life. You might have a CRM system where you want to check if a customer is an existing customer when they log in or they're a prospect. Uh, you might want to check what they bought last um, so that um, uh, you can understand what kind of customer they are. If they uh, sign up for something, you might want to add additional services and log that into your uh, accounting system or whatever. How do you make this easier for customers? So we've uh, um, uh, actually uh, GA'd this, um, our workflows for customer identity management, which is basically a low code way to be able to do this so that you can actually, as a company, be able to create any kind of customer journey and experience you want that works for you without actually having to sit for hours and write code. That's actually like, I think a lot of people can underestimate uh, is outside of sort of dev circles, you know, how helpful all that sort of stuff is that, I mean, it's almost the same as making it easy for someone to log in that being able to make that sort of just plug in really simply into something else someone's developing. Um, yeah, we'll just make it, and I guess it will help to improve everybody's security as well, right? Because people aren't just going to decide, well, I'm just going to hack it together myself and worry about it later. Um, that being able to sort of put in a, you know, a enterprise class tool into you know, any app they're developing is actually going to be, yeah, really helpful for making everybody's identity actually safer out there. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's a bunch of very exciting announcements that I'm super excited about the year ahead. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. 
To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.